Hey guys, welcome to the Remember Truth Podcast. Our hope is to inspire you to hide God's word in your heart through scripture memorization. Each week we will cover a new piece of scripture and memorize it as a community. Matthew 4, 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So join us as we learn the word of God together. Hey, Senia. Hey, Rizal. What's up? You know what I just realized? I have told everyone in my life and everyone on social media that I am having another baby and I have not announced it to our podcast people. What? Oh my gosh. You made them wait so long. Seriously, I am 25 weeks. I'm six months in already. What? Um, Almost in the third trimester. So it's insane that this has not come up. I mean, I know you, you hide it, you know, in the first 12 weeks. But it has just gone on and on, and I have not shared it. So, you guys, I'm pregnant. We're expecting another baby boy in April. We're getting so excited. I can't wait to see Levi as a big brother. Oh, my it's, god! It's going to be wild because we'll have two under two, but I think it's going to be really sweet as well. You are more than prepared. You're the best mom. I can't wait to have another baby boy, Levi. I was looking at his pictures today and I thought, oh my gosh, I love this kid so much. And I can't believe that you're going to have another one that I get to love and squeeze and hold and play with. I'm so excited. Also, I feel like this pregnancy has gone by so quickly. Do you feel that? I do. And I'm busier than I was last time around, obviously, because I have Levi. Yeah. So I don't have much time to think through this pregnancy. I've taken maybe three pictures of my belly. Oh my god! It's very different this time around. But that doesn't mean I'm not excited. It's just, you know, there's not a ton of like headspace. Right. For thinking about this pregnancy (laughs) no I remember for your first pregnancy you took a really cute picture was it every month in the exact same outfit and you did your makeup and your hair and you like yes yeah (laughs) the entire thing I do not I do not have time for that this time around that is so funny it's such a different experience but gonna love him the exact same I'm so excited I can't wait for you to reveal what you're going to name him. I don't know if you have made a decision yet. If you and Trevor, you have? No, no, we haven't. Oh, you haven't. Okay. Well, whenever you're ready to tell the world, I'm so excited to find out. You're the best mom ever. This is going to be amazing. Um, everyone, we didn't <laughs> just tell anyone. When you had your first baby, Levi, I was like, I'm coming to Texas. I'm going to be so helpful. I'm going to come and like... <laughs> do laundry and help just with all the cook. newborn baby things cook yeah how did that turn out right so terrible 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 <laughs> i so senia is hilarious because at the time she said work isn't super busy so i can i, I can be flexible i still have yes. to work but i'm gonna come over and i'll be there all day and i can help you so i was thinking great you know Cleaning, Great. Meals I need the help. Done, whatever. <laughs> the truth is, Senia, Senia worked the entire time, and I made meals for her because she is just irresponsible when it comes to eating and not just good. work through meals. And obviously, I was worried for her, and so I was taking care of Levi. And also taking care of Sunny at the same time. You guys, you would <laughs> think, terrible. you would think, I think people who know me would say like, oh, she would be so helpful. She loves kids. 
just like a responsible, helpful human being. No, I let you down. And so my, I want to be, I want to redeem this situation. <laughs> I want to come back for baby number two. And I promise you this time, I, if you will have me, I will be so helpful. I will take care of <laughs> Levi. I will, I will do whatever you need. The only like saving grace was that I let you and Trevor have a date night. And I think you guys yes. enjoyed that. <laughs> I think that I think I finally was just honest with you. Yeah. And you made us dinner one night. I remember you made us chicken piccata. Oh, I did. We also went on a date night. And so towards the end, you were much more helpful, but I'm embarrassed. I'm actually so embarrassed that I did not help you as much as I could have, but I will do it this time. I promise. Like I forgive you. It's hard to know. exactly how much help and what to do well this time around I'm not working like I'm just taking a week off of work because I like literally I had other things to do but anyway I'm so excited um you and Trevor are absolutely the best and I can't wait for baby number two thank you we are so pumped okay Sonia I think that this announcement and talking about baby number two actually goes great with the verse that you chose for us this week how about you tell us what it is i'll pray and then you can jump into the context of the verse let's do it okay so i kind of felt a little weird about picking this verse only because i think that a lot of people have heard it if they've been to church you know if they've read the bible and i think it's a church uh, church i think it's a verse that's a little people can think of like oh that's so cliche But I never want to think about scripture as cliche. Like if the Lord said it and he wanted us to hear it, then it's powerful and it's meaningful. And honestly, I just have needed this verse this week. So the verse of the week is Psalm 139, 14. And it is, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Awesome. I'm excited to go through the verse this week. Let's pray and then we can jump in. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for your word. We thank you that no matter how many times we have heard a certain verse or piece of scripture, Lord, that you always speak to us. And there is always something so powerful that you want us to know about ourselves and about you, Lord. And so I pray that as we jump into this verse that you would speak to us about our identity in you, Lord, and that we would truly come to know how much you love us. Would you bless this time and speak through us, Father? It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. So we love the Psalms. Psalms are just good for the soul, good for the heart. They're just good scriptures for learning how to be honest with the Lord, learning how to just express your feelings and what is going on in your life and what you're afraid of and what you need help with. And that's why I love the Psalms. This Psalm was written by David. And really, Psalm 139 is him just being in awe of who the Lord is, being in awe that the Lord knows him, that he knows when he rises, that he knows when he sits, that he knows when he's lying down, that he knows what words he's going to say before he's even said them. And so I love this Psalm because David is just marveling at the fact that God 
is so knowledgeable of David in his heart, and he knows him in such an intimate way. And so our verse is found in the middle of that. He's just marveling at who God is, at how all-knowing God is. And then he starts talking about how God created him. And he says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. And I just think that's so beautiful that we hear that the Lord knit him together, knits us together in our mother's womb before we are even born, before we are out in the world, that we are not hidden from the Lord, that in the depths of the earth, he wove us together, that he saw our unformed body. And then it says, All the days for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So the Lord ordained all of David's days before he was even born, and he has done the same for us all of our days. He knows exactly what they're going to look like. He has written them down. And I just think this is so special that we just see into, into the process of the Lord creating his people and how deeply he cares for them. It's so true. It's so beautiful. And this verse was so personal to me this week because I started thinking about how the Lord is forming a baby inside of me Mm -hmm. right now. And he is writing his story right now, all of the days, his name, even before I know his name, the Lord knows it. Mm-hmm. and he loves him and he delights in him and he cares for him and he is creating all of his characteristics and personality and what he will be like even before I, I know him myself. And so it just made me think about how much God intimately and cares for us and intricately makes us and knows us even before we were formed. Psalm 139, 16 says, Your eyes saw my unformed body. And that blew my mind because before I even knew I was pregnant, before Mm -hmm. I even knew that I was having a baby boy, the Lord already knew this baby boy. Before, before you were born, before you were created, like since the beginning of time, the Lord has been thinking about this sweet baby boy and he already knows what he's going to say. Like what his first word is going to be. Like he knows what his words on his tongue are before he even says them. And I think it's beautiful that you get to see this through the lens of a mother. Because I always hear that once people become parents, they just understand the love of the Lord a little bit better. Because they see their children and they're just like, I can't believe how much I love you. I can't believe how much, how beautiful I think you are and how everything you do is amazing. And you could never fail me and nothing you can do can, can, can break down this love that I have for you. And then you're like, wait, that's what the Lord says about me. Have you experienced that as a mom? I have. You know, I can have some of the toughest days with Levi. He can be throwing a temper tantrum, but then he does something that is so sweet. Recently, he has just loved kissing us. Mm. He'll open his mouth so wide and give us kisses over and over and over again. And he says, amo, which means like love you in Spanish. <laughs> and so he he is just so sweet and cuddly. And I, every single day I get to see the personality that the Lord gave him. And truly, I'm obsessed with it. And each time that he does something new, it amazes me. And there's nothing that he could do that could make me 
love him less. I adore that kid. It's been cool to see how how my love for him, how big my love for him is. The Lord's love for me is even bigger, even more unconditional. That is so beautiful. And I think it's just a wonderful reminder that the Lord loves us, not for what we do, not because we can perform for him, but just because he does, because he loves us. He created us. We are made in his image. I wanted to talk about the two words. It says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, what does that mean to be fearfully and wonderfully made? So I looked up what these words mean and fearfully it just means to cause astonishment and awe and I thought that was so cool because anything the Lord creates causes astonishment and awe why because he is awesome like when we look at the Lord we just want to praise him and when we look at the sunrise I'm like I can't believe that the Lord painted this that I get to see this every day and when we look at human beings we should also stand in awe of who they are, of how their bodies work. I'm just amazed anytime I think about how my body just operates on its own, praise God. And I just, we are truly awesome. Like, gosh, I just want us to 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 understand the dignity and the value that people have. And wonderfully means to be distinct, to be separated, to be distinguished. So human beings are different than anything else the Lord created. In Genesis, we see that he creates vegetation and animals and the earth and everything, the sea. But then he creates us and we are set apart from everything else. We just have more value than everything else that he has created. He said that everything else was good. But when he created humans, he said it was very good. And he said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. We are the only thing that he created that is made in his image. I think it is so beautiful that we reflect our creator and that in him creating us, we reveal his glory. Romans 1.20 says, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that he has made. And so this says his eternal power and divine nature is seen in the things that he has made. That means us. And so if we bear his image and if we were made to reflect our amazing God, the creator of the universe, that means that our lives matter. We matter very much to the Lord. The enemy wants us to believe that we don't matter, that our lives are insignificant, that we are here not on purpose but by chance and that we are formed randomly and that is just not the case. Lord made us each uniquely and designed us so specifically to reveal his character and his glory and he wants us here and now and I think that is so important to know because I know many of us struggle to believe in our importance in our identity and our significance and this verse just reminds us that there is purpose that he made us uniquely for a specific purpose and assigned us to this specific time in the world that is so good Rizel I this morning I sat down, I was reading this verse over and over again. I left feeling so encouraged, feeling so loved by the Lord, feeling so seen and just special. Like you said, like we were just created uniquely and I felt special in the eyes of the Lord. And then I sat down 
10 minutes later to work and I immediately felt like I'm not good enough. I don't know what I'm doing here. Thoughts begin to swarm in my head and I said, no, I'm not going to let them keep going. I'm not going to tear myself down because I just read a truth in scripture. I read that the Lord created me, that he knows what I do and what I say before I even do it. And I just want to read a few verses that will support everything you just said. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in him. If you are created, God has specific works for you that he has determined you will do for him. And then John 15.16 says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. So things that we do on earth are meaningful and everlasting. The fruit that we bear will last. Jeremiah 1.5 says, before I formed you in the womb and before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nation. So that one's very specific to a specific person, but he gave him a role in the universe. He said, you're going to be a prophet before he was even born. And I love Acts 17.25 through 26. It says, Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their land. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him. Though he is not far from any one of us. This verse is saying, God gave you breath. God gave you life. He appointed what time in history you would live. He appointed where you would live. And he did all of this for his glory so that you would seek him, that you would know he is not far from us. And these verses, I think, are verses to cling to. You're so right. When we're feeling like we're not valuable, when we're feeling like we're not seen, when we're feeling like our lives don't matter, when we're letting Satan make us believe that our lives aren't as important as the lives of others, we have to remember that all of these things are true, that God appointed us for very specific things to glorify him. This verse this week did exactly that for me. It reminded me that God has a very unique purpose for me. This week, I got rejected from something that I really wanted. And to be honest, it made me question, does God see me? What is God's plan for my life? Because I thought this was this was maybe it. And I don't know if you've ever felt this way before. Maybe you didn't get the job or the boy didn't like you or you didn't get into the school you wanted or organization or role you wanted. And I think it's so easy to question the Lord and wonder, God, do you see me? What is your purpose for me? And the truth is that we may not know exactly what those works are that God has created us for. But we know in Ephesians 2.10, it says that he created good works for us. And so we have to believe that we are here for a purpose, that God does love us and that we have a specific role to play for him and his kingdom And no matter what type of rejection we face from this world, we can believe that we matter to him. And that was such an encouragement for me this week. Why do you think that it's so much easier for us to value the words and opinions of people over the words of God? 
I don't know. I think that maybe it's more tangible and it's harder to believe words that you are reading in a book and maybe you don't feel as though the Lord is close to you or I don't know, but it, it is so much easier for me to believe what people on this earth say about me than it is than to believe what the Lord says about me. Same here. This week, I had a friend text me and she's so, so sweet and so kind. And she just said, I felt like I had to write out and tell you why I love you. And she knows that I struggle with my self-image. She knows that I struggle with my value. And she said, I just want to tell you how much I love you and what I see in you and why I love you. And I read the text and I almost started crying to the way that she described her love for me, the way that she described seeing me. I just couldn't believe that she would say these words of me. And I felt honestly honored. Like I look up to this friend. I love her so much. And I felt, I can't believe that you would say that about me. And then immediately I felt conviction. Why is it that I need the words of a human being, the approval of a human being to believe that I am loved, to believe that my life matters? Why can't I believe it? Because the Lord said it. And then I thought if I, if a broken human being is capable of loving me this much, then how much love must the Lord have for me who is perfect who will never fail me. So then I just started thinking, let me look up some verses that talk about the love of the Lord. Because if I know his love, then I think that my understanding of who I am will be more secure. John 3.16, it's another verse that everyone's like, we know that verse, so cliche. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. When I read that today, it just hit different. (laughs) Like for God so loved his creation, the world, his people, that he was willing to give his son, that they should not perish but have eternal life. Romans 5, 8 says, but God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While you were broken, while you didn't want him, while you were making mistakes, he died for you. 1 John 3, 1 says, see what kind of love the father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it does not know him. We are called children of God. He loves us so much that he has included us in his family. And then Romans 8, 37 to 39, we've read this, we've talked about this, but it says, I'm sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. All of these verses were so encouraging to me because I look at people for love, for acceptance, for approval, and I look for evidence of their love. Are they affirming me in certain ways? Are they inviting me to certain things? Do they want me to hang out with them? Do they laugh at my jokes? Like literally so many different things and I look for evidence of love. But what more evidence do we need than Christ laying his life down for us? Right? Like that is the ultimate picture of love that he would lay his life down for us to give us life, eternal life with him. And so I know it's easy to look at the opinions of others, to think about the words of others, to let them dwell in our minds, but we have to not let them take control because I think that's where Satan steps in. We start to believe things that other people have said about us and they take hold and they take root in our hearts 
But if we stop and we think about what the Lord has said, then we can be secure in our identity and we can truly believe I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am made in the image of God. And so nothing and no one can steal the value that I have in the eyes of the Lord. Mm -hmm. The end of the verse says, wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. And when I read that part, I thought my soul doesn't know this very well. I want my soul to know this very well. And that is my prayer for me and for us this week is that we would believe the truth that God does love us, that that he created us and cares for us. And I think this is something that takes a lot of time to embrace fully, but it is 100% the truth. One of the things that we might need to work on is just seeing God's word to us as a personal love letter to us, because that's what it is. Sometimes I think I can see it as just a book written for the general population for the world. And maybe that is why these words don't seem as personal to me. Maybe I need to go and rewrite this verse. And every time it says you, I put my name in there. But that would really help us to know everything, every single verse, every single word that the Lord says over his people. He's saying it to me specifically. And he was on the cross. He thought of me specifically if we truly believed that we wouldn't need the approval of man something that I struggle with too is thinking that maybe other people are more valuable than I am I can see how other people were maybe made in God's image and I can see how they reveal God's character but I don't see that in myself and I think a lot of times I compare myself and my value to other people Maybe you're not like that. Maybe you are very confident and secure in who the Lord made you. But maybe you value yourself more than other people that God made. I think you have to remind yourself that we are all made in God's image. And so when we struggle to accept ourselves or accept others or respect people for who God made them to be, we have to remember that just as much as God loves us, he loves us, he loves other people the same. Yes, that is so true. Whether you think much of yourself or little of yourself, we got to find the truth, right? We got to lean more towards what God says about us. And I think you're so right that we can tend to look down on people and say, oh, they're not as valuable as me, or they can't do this as well as I can, or they don't dress a certain way. And whatever it may be, but the Lord says that we were all created in his image and we all have value and we all are loved. And he sent his son for all of us. Again, this verse reminds us that we should be in awe of the people around us, that we should know that when we hurt a person, we are hurting the Lord because that person was created in his image. I think that this verse just reminds us, yes, to understand our value and dignity, but also to extend that understanding to everybody else that the Lord has created. Psalm 8 is another verse that just talks about how the Lord thinks about us. It says, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moons and the stars, 
the moon and the stars which you have set in place. What is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. You made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the work of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds and all the animals of the wild and the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea, all that swims in the path of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. The Lord cares for us so deeply. He has given us glory and honor. And I love that the end of this psalm says, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Yes, that the Lord wants us to know our value, but he wants us to turn to him when we recognize how how loved we are when we recognize that we're made in his image we're only fearfully and wonderfully made because the lord is wonderful because the lord is awesome because the lord is so creative that he can create so many different people with so many different ideas and make everyone so unique. And I just want us to, when we read these things about the Lord, that it would stir our affections for the Lord as well. God, how are you so mindful of me? You who created the stars and the moon that you would think about me. And I hope that when we read this verse, we don't make it all about ourselves. Yes, we want to see ourselves the way the Lord sees us, but we are only great because of the greatness that God is. I love the point that you just made whenever I was studying this. I just got so much hope because I was focusing more on the identity piece that how the Lord made me and that I do have purpose and I I bear his image. But we should praise the Lord and glorify him and worship him because of how he has made us. And so I love that prayer. I want us all to turn to the Lord and praise him for how he has made us and to worship him for that rather than just staying in this place of okay I can be secure because I have meaning no like I can be secure because God loves me and I think that is the most important thing and what we all are searching for we want to know that we are unconditionally loved and that is what the per- the entire purpose of this verse is to know that Yes, we are fearfully and wonderfully made, but that is because we have a God who cares for us so deeply and so intimately that he would even take the time to design us and to make him into his image. That is so good. We hope that as you go throughout your week that you are reminded that the Lord is not far from you, that you are reminded that when he created you before you were even born, before your mom was born, before the beginning of the earth, he knew you. He appointed you for a very specific time for works that you would accomplish for him, for his glory. He said that you were very good. He loves you and he gave his son to die for you. This is how much he cares for you. And you were made in his image. We hope that you remember that this week. And when you do remember that, that your response would be praise. That's exactly what David was doing in this psalm. He was recognizing who the Lord is, recognizing how much he loves him, recognizing how he made him, and his response is praise. He says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So that is our prayer that as you get a better understanding of who you you are, that you would turn to the Lord and praise him and draw near to him and be in awe of who he is.
so good. You guys, thank you for tuning in once again. As always, we hope this verse is an encouragement to you. Join us in two weeks as we memorize a new piece of scripture together. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at remember.truth and you can join our Remember Truth Facebook group. The purpose of the group is to foster accountability and create community around memorizing scripture. Click the link in our show notes and head over to join. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so you never miss an episode. See y'all next week.